You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. I tell you tonight, I'm, I'm one of the ones that came in with, with a heavy heart. I wouldn't say I'm unfocused, but you know, with, with every message, I learn a little something new about really what entails with preaching. And, uh, you know, I'm very new to this. I've only been called for a couple years. Uh, I've been very blessed in that pastor has given me liberty in his pulpit, uh, something he doesn't have to do, especially on a Wednesday night. I, I am well aware of the intimacy that he has with his congregation. And for him to give up a Sunday night to Brother Ben and a Wednesday to myself, that's not something I take lightly. You know, he doesn't get up here and do what he just did because he's mad at us. He loves us. He wants us to be focused, wants our hearts to be ready. I promise you, he will not lead you astray because he's following after God. We can follow after him. I promise you. But, uh, you know, tonight, I wouldn't say that I was typically, I'm typically very nervous about preaching. I wouldn't say tonight's any different. But really, my heart has been very heavy. This has been a very different message for me in preparation. Typically, I have quite a bit of time to prepare, and that's, that's quite a blessing with having a full-time schedule, full-time family, being full-time ministry. But I'll be honest with you, I spent more time in prayer over this message than I did studying it. Now, that doesn't mean I didn't come prepared. It's here. I am learning with preaching that you become attached to the people you're preaching to. And I had a hard time not seeing all the faces as I prepared for this message. And hours before this, I was on my face in tears, lifting up each and every one of you. And I tell you, I've never felt God like that before. I almost didn't want to come tonight because I didn't want to leave that room. He felt so good. He just wrapped me in his love. And tonight, I understand that our hearts are heavy. I understand that our our thoughts aren't focused where they should be. I understand that. But we came to church tonight. Of any other place that we could be on a Wednesday night, we're here for a reason. We're here to worship Jesus Christ. We're here to worship God. He is worthy of our praise. I understand that it can be hard to come. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I battle myself with whether or not I wanted to come to church. Tonight, I had no choice. My wife told me, you're preaching. You have to come. I tried to get out of it. I wanted to stay in that room. I really did. It's no secret, church, it's no secret tonight that we're facing battles. Pastor, I imagine this is, this is only a glimpse what I saw of what you see week in and week out, but I have never been more distracted, not in a bad way, with a message. It seems like every time that I tried to sit down and spend time uh, reading on what, what I'm going to give you guys tonight, what God has laid upon my heart, people would text me, pray for me. 
The devil's attacking. My family's being attacked. Would you pray for me? This whole afternoon, for, for the better part of an hour, two hours, men just poured in text after text after text about how we need prayer, how we need to lift one another up. I spent most of my day at work today before I came home just, just bawling. I'm sure my coworkers thought I was crazy. But my heart is heavy with, with the battles that we're facing is this, with this church, with the growth that we're seeing. And I'll tell you, I, I'm not discouraged by it. I'm not worried about it. Because this is how it's supposed to be. If we're going to take a step out on faith for God, you better believe we're going to face battle. It's going to happen. But that's why it's important that we come to church. That's why it's important that we read our Bibles. That's why it's important that we make Sunday school a priority. And we're here for soul winning. And we're lifting each other up. And we're continuing to do that week in and week out, whether we want to do it or not. The battles are going to come. I believe, I was talking with Brother Josh just, just this past week, and I believe Satan's going to have to try a whole lot harder. I realize that may be a bold statement, but uh, he's, he's going to have to try a whole lot harder. We've seen everything in the last two months from broken bones to bedridden illnesses. Everything and everything in between. He knows what he's doing. He's a skilled attacker. We forget that. But sometimes I'm amazed that God's children forget who God is. There are things when we face battle that we need to remember. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about David. Anybody who studied David knows that David was a fierce warrior. How many teenagers have killed a lion and a bear with their bare hands to protect the flock? He entered battle multiple times. He's, he's ran from enemies, enemies that he could have very easily overtaken, but because they were God's anointed, he didn't. He was a humble man, but he was a fierce war. You better believe that if, he, if it was you or him, it was going to be you. He was very skilled in that way. But as I prepared this message and I thought about that, so many times we're at a pivotal, pivotal moment as a church. So many times people will... Get out of church for no reason because it gets just a little hard. You don't like that somebody took your seat or you don't like that there isn't a parking spot just for you or you don't like the way the pastor addresses the congregation. Get over it. That's not what we're here for. We're here to glory God. If that's the battle you're going to let whoop you, then the hard ones, God help us. So I'd invite you tonight, turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter number 22. Second Samuel chapter number 22, we're going to begin in verse number 29, and we'll work our way down to verse number 34. Let's begin. For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop. By my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. For who is God save the Lord, and who is a rock save our God? God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet, and setteth me upon my high places. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the opportunity to be in your house, Lord. I know that we're tired. I know that we're weary. I know that we're beaten down, Lord, but we must stay focused if we're going to continue to go forward for you, Lord. Help it to be for your praise, honor, and glory. We love you. We thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray and ask. Amen. Things to remember in battle. Real enemy that desires to destroy us desires to ruin your entire life. He doesn't want us to go forward. As soon as we broke ground, it seemed like the problem started happening. But you know what's more amazing? You look out and you see the people that have been faithful through it all. I guarantee you tonight, I guarantee you 100%, if I was to ask if anybody's going through some sort of battle tonight, everybody in this room would raise their hand. And yet you guys are the ones that are faithful. There must be something to this. There must be a reason we follow after him. But some things to remember. Number one, God is our light. For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. Oftentimes, battle can lead to times of great darkness. When we're in that darkness, we often long for the light. That lamp made mention of here is nothing more than a candle. I know uh, if anybody's ever lived here for any length of time, they've experienced a power outage of some sort. And what do you do when the power goes out? You find a flashlight in the junk drawer that's got dull batteries in it, weak batteries, and you have that weak lighter, you go get a candle, right? You can't see very far with that candle. You can't see very far with that dull flashlight. You have to move the flashlight to what you want to see. God controls the light. You see, that light, it's just like his mercy and his grace. He gives us just enough light to see only exactly what he wants us to see. And it's always just exactly enough. It's a picture of his instruction and his love for us. In times of battle, and I'm sure, Brother Josh, you could probably attest to this, we, we tend to become hypervigilant. We begin to rely on our other senses because we can't see, so we rely on our hearing we rely on our sense of touch. We rely on everything else because we can't see. We become susceptible to that, so we become hypervigilant. Everything suddenly becomes a fear for us. What was that? I got to look for it, right? It takes our focus off of the light when we do that. We're weary and we're worn in battle, and we find ourselves focusing more on our surroundings rather than the light God gives us. It's just a little bit of light. But it's such a beautiful thing. We forget how amazing he, it is that he gives us. You know, he doesn't have to provide that light. He could just leave us in the darkness. We deserve it. But he gives us that light. And we complain that it's not enough light. Be thankful that he gives you anything. We're undeserving. I don't, I don't understand why we expect to be given everything from God. God owes us nothing. Absolutely nothing. But he loves us and he blesses us far beyond what we deserve. This light, it gives us instruction to go forward. We shouldn't be focused on what's behind us. What's the left? What's the right? Have you ever tried to navigate your way through the darkness? It's hard, right? It completely consumes all of your energy because you're shuffling around and you're trying to feel for everything. You're not focused on what you need to be focused on. God gave you the light to focus on the light, not to worry about the darkness. We find ourselves going, if only we had just a little bit of light that we could see to help make us through. 
And yet God gives us that light and we'd rather focus on the darkness. We focus too much on the darkness. There's nothing out there that should appease us. There's nothing out there for us that should satisfy us. Everything that we have is in that perfect little light that God puts right before us. And we focus on the darkness. We know the enemy's out there. It's not a secret. We know that he's after us. We know that he desires to attack us. He lurks in the darkness. That's where he waits, waiting for the perfect time to attack. It's those times of darkness that he's at his greatest advantage because he knows exactly where we are, but we don't know where he is. It's interesting when you start reading into military training and you start seeing what these guys actually go through. I mean, they think of everything. I remember when my dad was in the Marine Corps, some of the training he would tell me about, they would, they would literally just drop you off in the woods with nothing more than a flashlight with a little red cover over it. You can see about this far. See just enough to see what's in front of you. For the soldier, it leads to feelings of loneliness, helplessness, and oftentimes it leads to a very pessimistic view of things because we're so focused on what we can't see rather than what God allows us to see. It becomes easy to lose our bearings in the dark. It's in those dark times that when we are beaten and tired and we feel so lonely and helpless that we need to fall back on God's commands and his word. Sometimes in the heat of battle, we can't function like we normally do. I see it time and time again. People come in here and you could tell when they've been through battle, they almost can't function mentally. It's in those times, just like the soldier, that we should be able to fall back on the word of God. It should be first nature. I didn't say second nature. It should be first nature. We should be that close to God that when we're that beaten down that we just rely fully on him. We throw ourselves fully on him and realize that he's going to guide us through. He's going to strengthen us. We are to be trained, if you will, to trust God in the darkness. Well, how do we train to do that? My Sunday school class is probably going to think I sound like a broken record, but how do we train to do that? Bible reading, praying, church. How about stay close to God? Good start. But you know what happens all too often? God gives us that light. We don't even look at it. We don't even notice the light. Why is it that we always want to go into the darkness? There's nothing out there for us. I know many of the testimonies in here. I know people have spent time in the dark. Why is it that you keep turning back to it? Oh, I would never want to go back to that. I hate that life that I once lived. I was miserable. I was beaten. I was broken. And yet you're not looking at the light. Those dark days, they come. Those battles, they're going to come. God gives you light. You won't even look at it. I didn't come here to discourage people tonight. I'm, I'm wanting you to examine yourselves. I do want to be an encouragement. I am telling you that we need to go forward, but we can't go forward if we're looking in the darkness. There's nothing out there for us, I promise you. Those people, they don't know who to lean on, and so they leave the safety of the light, and they wander out into the darkness where the enemy is, are you crazy? Why do we do that? Very simple message tonight. 
Very simple, but we see it time and time again. You know what I'm talking about? This is really nothing new. You know why it's nothing new? Because the old way still works. We don't need anything new. We just need to follow God's word, God's commands, God's statutes. Over and over again, you read throughout the book of Psalms, David cries out and he says, God, just keep me close to you. Help me to follow your commands. Help me to follow your statutes. Why? Because he knows what's in the darkness. He knows that his enemies are waiting for him. He knows that Satan's out there waiting for him, just waiting for the perfect time that he can attack him. I read of a soldier's training that when they train for night combat and they leave that illumination, that their marksmanship is negatively affected in total darkness. Makes perfect sense, right? You can't see what you're aiming at if you don't have any light. And they become completely susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. When you think about military battle, very simple concept. What do they use? They use light and they use night vision. They use thermal optics. Right, Brother Josh? They use all of that so that they can see the enemy. Do you think that Satan knows where we're at? Yeah, he doesn't need any of that fancy stuff. He knows. But guess what? When we go out into the darkness, do you think we know where he's at? Not a chance. Why leave the safety of God's light? He gives it to us. Isaiah 45, 7, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. How come when we're in the darkness, we forget who God is? It's quiet. Two months ago, we all stood up here and we praised God. And I'm grateful that most of the men that stood up here on this, pole, on this platform are still here. But I can tell you, I don't see all of them. They forgot who God is. They don't want to glorify him anymore. They don't want to live for him anymore. They talked about how good he was, how he got them out of that lifestyle that they once lived. And yet they're not here. Is not God in full control of all things? Are not all things done for his glory? So then would it not stand to reason that God created the darkness so that we could give him the glory for the light that he does provide? That's right. So that we can trust that he who created the darkness can also conquer it for us? Simple stuff tonight. Hard living. When we focus on the light, we have no reason to fear the darkness. When you focus on God's word and you focus on what it is that he wants you to do, just the simple stuff. I'm not talking about specific wills. I'm talking about just showing up, reading your Bible, going soul winning, witnessing to people, being here when you're supposed to. Just the simple things. You know, we don't worry about the darkness. So we have somebody in control that's watching over us. It's a warning, church. We can build that building. And it could be a great thing, or it could just be an empty hall. If we're not going out and telling people about Jesus Christ because we're worried about the darkness, we're not going to grow. By sticking close to God, David was able to conquer great feats. There can be victory in battle. Typically, a troop, and the numbers range here, but a troop consists of anywhere from 60 to 200 men. Think about that. 
And we're not talking about just average men. We're not throwing Riley and Ethan and Jeremy out there. We're talking about burly, skilled military men that will rip your face off with their bare hands. We're talking about bad dudes. And look what it says there. Verse 30, for by thee, I have run through, I have broken down, I have conquered a troop. Because he stayed close to God. That is something that we couldn't do on our own. Couldn't do it. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how skilled you are. There's no way that you're going to go against up to 200 skilled, trained soldiers by yourself in darkness, beaten and broken down already, and come out victorious. You're not going to do it. That only happens by sticking close to God. We have a real enemy. He seeketh to kill and to still and to destroy. Satan knows the Bible very well. And he has much experience in the attack of God's children in the battle of darkness. He is skilled. He's been doing it for a very long time. But I'm here to tell you tonight that there is victory when our focus stays on the light Amen. rather than the darkness. We can have that victory. But also in time of battle, we ought to remember that God is our rock. Look there in verse number 32. It says, For who is God? Save the Lord. And who is a rock? Save our God. I love that question. And I'll be honest with you. If you have to ponder the question, I wonder if you even know him. That question's there so that it can draw our minds back to how good God is, to how unmovable he has been in our lives time and time again. When we stray, he's always where we left him. He's always unmovable. He's always been constant. He's never changing. His way is perfect and always will be perfect. Why? Because it's right. It was right yesterday. It's right today. And I have it under good authority that it's going to be right tomorrow. His word has been tried and proven to be holy time and time again. And if you put your trust in him and him alone, you cannot fail. It's when we stray from God that we fail. It's when we stray from God that Satan comes out perfectly every time and he gets us. So we're not ready for it. We think we can handle this life on our own. David was a man who knew battle very well. He faced much of it, even in his teenage years. We talked about it earlier. He killed a lion and a bear with his bare hands. He slew a giant in Goliath, a nine-foot ugly dude, and he killed him with a slingshot because he had faith in God. He faced enemies. He battled for his life. You read throughout Scripture, he had times of great darkness. But he was a fierce, hardened soldier. And the thing that made David so powerful wasn't him, but it was whom he put his strength in. You know, it's interesting when you start thinking about rocks. Rocks have more than one purpose. You know, the Bingham family just sung about how we stand upon the solid rock. That's only one purpose of a rock. I remember as a young boy, I, I had done a cadet program for a little while, and we went on uh, bivouacs. They still call them that? Yeah. Bivouacs? So we went on bivouacs in uh, Joshua Tree National Park. And if you've never been, maybe I'm weird, but I think there's, there's beauty in the desert. There's something absolutely beautiful about watching the sunset come down upon the rocks. In Joshua Tree, 
National Park, they had, these, they had these rocks, these boulders. They had to be 20 or 30 feet high, 20 or 30 feet around. And it was like almost like God's playground, like he just picked them up and just piled them on top of each other. And there was this one area where it was like a staircase all the way up, these huge boulders. You know what you could do in these rocks? You could stand on them, and they wouldn't move. You could push them, and they wouldn't move. They provided support because they're solid. But you know what else they did? They provide coverage, and they provide protection from the enemy. The artillery, the darts of the devil. Did you know a rock can also be used as a weapon? I'm not talking about just picking up a little boulder and throwing it at somebody. We could do that, sure. But you know that a rock is a weapon? God is our rock, is he not? God and his word are one, are they not? So then if God is our rock and his word is our sword, cannot our rock be used as a weapon? He will do battle for us. For he is for us who can be against us. His way is perfect, and he is a buckler to all them that trust in him. Then we see in times of battle we're to remember that God is our strength. Verse 33, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. And I've had a lot of weak moments in my life, a lot of battles where I didn't think I was going to make it out. I don't really want to go into my testimony tonight, but I could tell you that I faced some pretty, pretty dark times. There were times when I really thought I had nothing left to give, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I couldn't give anything. I, I was perfectly content with just throwing in the towel, being done with it all. But I'm very grateful this evening that God does, he doesn't just leave us on the battlefield. When we stick close to God, he provides strength we could never muster on our own and power that glorifies him. When Joseph was betrayed of his brothers and sold into slavery, God was with him. He gave him strength in the prison cell to keep going, and he gave him power to save a whole nation. When Moses thought, there's no way I can lead these people, God was with him, and he gave him strength to lead them on and power to live for God. To Paul, in his time of affliction, he said, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Brother Ben, I, I've been chewing on your message all week. Five years of not knowing. And he gave you strength. He brought you to Corpus Christi, the Heritage Baptist Church, and he gave you power with our young people. Only God can do that. Brother Luke, probably one of the best brothers in Christ I've ever had. The things I've watched that man endure the things I've watched his family go through, the tears that I've cried for that man because I love him. And he's still here. And he'll still cut me down as soon as he gets, a, gets an opportunity. <laughs> but you know what God did with that man? 
He gave him strength. And he gave him power. He's not just a bus driver. He has influence in this church. Brother Luke, I think you don't realize it, but when you come up here, people listen to you. And I'm not talking about the words that come out of your mouth. I'm talking about the way you live life, sir. You got children that look up to you. Look at them. They talk about you in great respect. They love you. And you have power in that. Given of God. To Johnny Che. When he took over as pastor here at Heritage Baptist Church, it was like God said, here, I'm giving this to you. There's going to be much heartache and headache. There's going to be sorrow and pain. There are going to be days when you want to quit. But I'm going to give you strength. He gave him power to reach further than this church has ever been able to reach before. It's those things that we have to remember in times of battle. I guess what I'm trying to say that if we just stick close to God, not just in the times of battle, but always, he will strengthen you and bless you far beyond what you ever thought possible. Time and time again, I've watched it. I've watched God just bring people into this church They get saved, they get baptized, and they get plugged in, and we watch them make decisions for God. It's an amazing thing. There's a lot of new faces. It's only been a month since the last time I was up here and preached, and I see a lot of new faces, people I don't recognize. God's doing something in Corpus Christi. But it isn't without battle. We're going to face that. Again, I'm not discouraged, I'm not worried, because I know who our God is. If I could just testify for a second. July 15, 2020. That's a pretty important day for me. That was the day God called me to preach. Something I thought and still at times think, what am I doing up here? Why do you let me come up here? I don't know. But all joking aside, I know. There may have been days when I've struggled with my salvation There may have been days that I've struggled as a Christian, but I know that I'm called to preach. Every time I get behind this pulpit, the fear, the nervousness, it goes away. Because there's power in what God is doing in my life. I have a, a, a beautiful wife that supports me. You guys didn't see it earlier, but we had all the Bible Blazers kids sitting up here. My four year old son, my four year old son has autism, so he struggles with certain things. Pastor, when you said bow your head to pray, you know he bowed his head? The whole time, I looked over at my wife and she was crying. That's huge for me. In times of battle, when I was just on my face hours ago, crying my eyes out, trying to figure out how I was going to get out of preaching tonight, and I watched my son bow his head in prayer. That's the kind of stuff that gets me excited. I love it. I'm seeing a whole lot more of it lately. But lastly, we see how this all ties together. Why it is so important to remember these things in times of battle. Again, very simple message. But read verse number 34. We see visual application of this. He maketh my feet 
like hind feet, and setteth me upon my high places. Have you ever watched a deer or a mountain goat or a sure-footed animal climb a mountain? Have you ever seen it? There's almost, there's almost a beauty in it. It's amazing. We're talking about vertical mountains with no foothold. And yet they do it with such ease. There's a balance and a gracefulness in which they do it. They can navigate some of the most extreme terrain and have been known to go far beyond 6,000 feet in elevation. I'm not talking about a mile out. I'm talking about a mile up. But do you know one of the top predators of deer? Mountain lion. The mountain lion will stalk and wait and seek the perfect moment in which to attack. Does that sound familiar? Oftentimes trying to navigate extreme terrain as well. And to an extent, they can do it. But this only pushes the deer even higher and through terrain almost entirely unreachable to the mountain lion. There comes a point where the lion can no longer go any higher. And the deer has safety in that. He has safety in those high places. To the Christian, there is safety when we stick close to God. It's a simple concept. Very simple. But so very hard to live. We get up, we read our Bibles, and we think, God's not using me. Why do I continue in this? God's using you. Ask Brother Ben. Five years. Five years of I don't know. Most people would have quit. Brother Ben didn't. And he's here. Him and his, him and his wife, Miss Emily, they're being used in a mighty way. There's safety when we stick close to God. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. This is a picture of how when we stay close to God, we are under his protection and have safety from the enemy. Does that mean it's going to be perfect? No, absolutely not. You know why? Because we're involved. We mess it up every time. But when we stay close to God, he provides that safety. He provides that protection. He gives us the light to navigate the fiercest of battles. He is our rock, our firm foundation in which we can stand wholly on, and our strength when the battle grows weary. When the battle comes, and it will, I promise you, remember on these things. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.